0: just wanted to say how great it is to see everybody. Thank you so much for coming out and worshiping here at Pioneer Christian Fellowship this morning. Um, For those of you who've been here right along, you'll know that we've been engaged in a series we're calling Body Parts. We found this, uh, um, most everybody's familiar with the game Operation and how you go in and get different parts out of the body. And uh, for those of you who might be new, I, I asked one of the families who brought their granddaughter, their older granddaughter, uh, with them last week. And I said, well, how did your granddaughter like the service? And, 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 and they said, well, she didn't really know what you were talking about. So uh, I want to be really clear <laughs> what I'm talking about. So let me just review a little bit so that everybody's... Uh, up to speed and in the loop about what we're talking about, Uh, we are looking at God's miraculous design of our human body and drawing analogies, or or we're using that as like an example of how God wants his church body, I'll say it that way, his his, church body, spiritual body, if you will, in the earth today to function. When Paul was writing one of his letters in the New Testament, he used the human body as a metaphor or an example of how God's gifts in people's life should flow and operate. And so, what I've been saying to everybody over the weeks we've been doing this is, is that sometimes you can take a gift in, in, in his letter. He talks about the ear, he, can talk, he talks about the hand, he talks about an eye, uh, those kinds of things. And sometimes we can take the gift and we can isolate it over here like that is its own thing. When really we should see the gifts as part of a bigger functioning system Because our our bodies are not made up of just random parts. Our bodies are made up up of parts that work within systems that God has set in place. Do you understand now? I wish I... uh, Dan, is your granddaughter here this morning? I would ask her, do you understand now? So, So we're talking about the systems in the human body, how our bodies... A function and work, and we're drawing comparisons between that and how the body of Christ or the church uh, should work. So the first week, uh, after we introduced this uh, notion, I talked to you about the skeletal system. And we said about that that, that it, it is the foundational part of who we are. It's our of our bodies, right? It's the frame, upon which everything else is kind of stru- built upon or structured around. Like if you don't have your skeleton, you're, you're just a pile of something uh, on the ground there, right? So we we, we drew a connection between, because remember, God made all this stuff, right? This was all his idea. You and I couldn't have come up with this stuff. And and He he, he designed the skeletal system in such a way that it would be uh, the framework of which everything else as I said was was kind of put together on and we liken that to how how the church needs to have a framework a working foundation of what it believes and why it believes what it believes in order to build the rest of our uh, life upon, if you will. So we talked about that. We talked about the skeletal system. We talked about the respiratory system. How breathing is so vitally important. Inhaling, exhaling is something that you and I tend to take for granted until we're not able to actually do it for some reason. In the natural, we need the rich oxygen of God's creation to stay alive in the supernatural or in the body of Christ we need the rich oxygen of his Holy Spirit of his breath in our lives in order to stay spiritually alive Um, we talked about the importance of the circulatory system about blood flowing through our veins and meeting our needs and fighting off foreign intruders looking to do us harm. And last week I shared with you that we could very easily make the connection between that and the love of God, the love of God coursing through our lives, our very spiritual lives. You know, bringing life, fighting off those those things. God, God has has put into us, I said to you, in breathing in the Holy Spirit, the first character trait of the Holy Spirit is love. Some have suggested that all the other fruits of the Holy Spirit are simply uh, different ways of manifesting love. So we need that flowing through. I think I shared with you last week that there's no substitute for blood. They haven't figured out how to make synthetic blood that would keep us alive. And I would suggest to us that there is no substitute for the love of God. You can't fake it. You know what I'm saying? You can't, there's, no, there's nothing you can substitute for that uh, in our lives, in our spiritual lives. So uh, this morning, I'd like to take us to another system within our human anatomy, and I want to address the digestive system. The digestive system this morning now just to be clear this system is made up of nine different organs the mouth the esophagus the stomach the pancreas the liver the gallbladder the small intestine large intestine and last but certainly not least the anus I just couldn't wait to say that in church <laughs> I was so much looking forward to saying that word in church this week. There I did it, I said it. I have a picture for you right here. No, not of that, not of that, not of that. Not, 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 not gonna give you the picture. Not gonna give you the full picture. This is just, these are all the parts here. So there, there you can see uh, basically a breakdown of Uh, of the digestive system. We don't want to get any more graphic in that right now. So anyways, a simplistic way of describing what this particular system in our body does is this. As food is introduced into our mouths, it gets chewed and then begins to pass through the GI tract as food passes through it mixes with various juices there's like a there's like a chemistry set going on down in there and it these juices and and stuff going on causes the large molecules of food to be broken down into smaller molecules then the body absorbs these smaller molecules through the walls of our small intestine into our bloodstream The bloodstream then begins to take that to other places within our body that need what they have to offer, and whatever doesn't get used, the digestive system gets rid of the waste. That is an incredibly simplistic way to describe a miraculous occurrence every every time you eat. Every time you eat, every time you eat, we take it all for granted, but that stuff has to go in and go through a process by which you are, the, the very cells of your body are fed through that process that keeps you alive. A mirac- it's miraculous in nature. Now, <clears throat> I've got some fun facts for you as we've talked about Uh, Is Nate Larve here today? I didn't notice him here, is he not here? Okay. Uh, So anyways, here's fun fact number one. Your body, you may or may not know this, your body can move food through your digestive system even if you were standing on your head. Did you know that? I was gonna ask Nate to come up and demonstrate that for us this morning, but he's not here. So Chris, I'll have you. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding, Chris. You don't have to come up. But the reason that's so is because it uh, works on a muscular system basis, and so gravity isn't necessary. The muscles, the muscles work the food through the the body. Anyway, so all right. Did you know that that your growling stomach right now is called? I, I'm, I'm hoping I pronounce this right. <clears throat> Borbrygmai, that's the technical name for it when your stomach growls, Borbrygmai, right? Did you know that it does it all the time? Did you know that? It, the, your stomach is growling all the time. The reason you can hear it at, at certain times and not as other times is depend on how full your stomach is. All right? Huh? Interesting things you don't need to know okay number three did you know that the stomach has the ability to stretch and hold up to four pounds of food hallelujah right (laughs) hallelujah for that praise the Lord right Now, here's one last one. These are just fun facts, right, about your digestive system. So number four, I shared with you, for those who were here last week, uh, when we were talking about the circulatory system, the first person that ever, uh, the doctor who invented, back in 1929, invented what we know now as angiograms, where they put uh, a scope and go up in and look in your heart, the first guy that developed that did it on himself. Okay, so that's really weird, right? So this one's similar to that. The first time that a scope was ever put down into someone's stomach to see what was going on down there, like up close and personal, they hired a sword swallower to do it. That's kind of cool, right? So he put a little camera on the end of the sword, and the guy ah, 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 shoved the sword down. Uh, his, uh, uh, I don't know what the guy's name was. The doctor's name was Adolf Kussmaul, something like that. And that was the first primitive endoscopic or whatever. Whatever that thing is, it goes down in there. All right, Su- stupid fun facts that you'll probably never remember in an, a few moments here. All right, now. When the again we're talking about the digestive system. When the curtain gets pulled back and you really start to look at that, how that whole thing works, um, as I've said to you already, it's miraculous in nature. And I want to remind you of this verse in First Corinthians twelve eighteen. It says this: But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them just as he wanted them to be. God has arranged the parts of the body just as he wanted them to be, right? So so we're looking again at how this miraculous body of ours, how that transfers over to the parts and systems of God's spiritual body in the earth, the body of Christ, the church, whether that's at the individual level, the local level, or the church at large level. Now, it's important to note that before digestion or the digestive tract ever starts to play a role in doing what it does and eventually leading to the well-being of our bodies, there is another hormone that we need to concern ourselves with the name of that hormone is ghrelin ghrelin does anybody know what gr- the hormone ghrelin does in our bodies anybody you ever heard of it before right. say that you right here ghrelin is the hormone that causes hunger and the desire to eat. Can you say amen for ghrelin? Thank you for hormones. Right? Now, why is that important? Because if you are not hungry, you don't eat. If you you all know this, like if you're not feeling well, you anybody ever had like like uh uh what do they call the flu or anything like that and you're just not feeling well you don't feel like eating right my mom in the last few months of her life uh we we were down for a visit and i said mom you know so i don't feel good i said well you need to eat something and our words are maybe you've had people you've cared for that have said i just don't feel like eating like i'm not hungry right so it's really really important that this hormone ghrelin is at work in our systems, creating a desire, creating a hunger in us uh, to eat. God has created, we can all agree, or I hope we can all agree, that God has created the digestive system, right? And God has created a hormone that would cause for that system to come into play because we introduce food into that system, which goes to the feeding of ourselves, which goes to keeping us alive. Now, one of the things that Jesus said about this on a spiritual end, he said this, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. They will be filled, but it starts with hunger uh so the first step in seeing the digestive system play the role that it does in regards to our spiritual well-being is that we must all of us must have a hunger for God and the things of God i thought somebody would say amen if if you're okay here's why if you're not hungry for god if you're not hungry for the things of god you won't end up eating what you need to eat to stay spiritually alive so if you're not hungry you won't feed right in the natural for sure but i'm i'm drawing the parallel to, this, to the supernatural, like to the spiritual realm. Like if you're not hungry, you won't eat. Now, <clears throat> I, I read this week, I read there, there are numerous words of advice in the natural for, for people to deal with their lack of hunger. I, I can't go through them all with you this morning. There's a bunch of things that you could do if you struggle with a natural appetite. But I would like to give you three things. These are just the first things I want to touch on. Three things that you need to do, because you may be here this morning and you say, well, I don't even know if I'm hungry for God. I don't even know if I'm hungry for the things of God. Now, I would say that you are at least a little bit hungry or you wouldn't even be here. So there's something in you that, uh, it, that has a desire to at least investigate God and the things of God. But I want to give you three things that that both work in the natural, but I think will also translate into the supernatural in terms of cultivating a hunger in our hearts for God and the things of God. Number one, place yourself in front of food. Have you ever noticed that sometimes when you see or smell some uh, fooding food type of food you you that hormone starts to get released are you do you understand what i'm saying so you're you're you you have to well i'm just not hungry well in, introduce yourself to something to some food and maybe that will start to create and generate a hunger uh, with inside you all right that's number one number two this is really helpful number two you need to be reminded that you need to eat to stay alive uh, Rob Harrington has said to me before He he's come along and he said he said you know sometimes I get so busy I forget to eat right I have got to tell you I have never been that busy <laughs> ever that I have forgotten to eat, right? I may have been busy that it got delayed for a little while, but forget to eat? thats I don't know about that, right? But, but it's helpful for us to be reminded, we're talking spiritually now, that if you want to thrive spiritually, you need to eat. I mean, uh, this, this is common sense, right? If I'm not eating, I'm not being fed, and I'm not, uh, you know, the goods aren't going to get to where they need to get to. And number three, number three, one, place yourself in front of food. Number two, remember, remind yourself that you got to eat something to stay alive. Number three, pray and ask God to give you a hunger. If you're not hungry, pray and ask God. to to cause his spiritual hormone to be released in you so that you start feeling hungry. Now, Jesus actually referenced the digestive system in Matthew 15, 17. This is what he said. Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body. Right there, he's referencing your digestive system. In this particular passage, he's taking the digestive system, that which goes into our mouth and then into our stomach, and drawing a spiritual comparison of what goes into our hearts and ends up coming out of our mouth. So so he's, he's acknowledging that yes, Both in the natural and in the supernatural or spiritual, there is a digestive system. You have likely heard the saying, you are what you eat. Anybody? Anybody ever heard that? That's an axiom to encourage us to eat healthy things in order to stay healthy. But I'd like to to, uh, say it in just a little bit different way this morning, and I have a reason for this. I would like to say it this way. You are what you digest. Because here's why. If you merely consume food without digesting it properly or at all, it will fail to do you any good. So you might ask, what is it that we are to eat and digest, spiritually speaking? Jesus made this so clear, even you and I can understand it. Man, Matthew 4 4, man does not live on bread alone. He's talking about the natural digestive system. Man does not live on bread alone. Then he went on to say, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. He's talking about how to stay alive both physically and spiritually. You need physical bread to to uh, you, you take in sustenance to feed your natural body, right? But you need spiritual bread meaning the Word of God, which I'm going to tell you what that is, the Word of God to be alive or stay alive spiritually. God's Word, like food, comes to us in different forms. Let me say that again. God's Word, like food, comes to us in different forms. Reading your Bible could be one form of of what Jesus said, uh, thriving on the Word that comes from the mouth of God. Reading your Bible. Hearing a sermon. Somebody, I often hear people say, I, I enjoy coming to your church because the Word of God gets preached at your church. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what all that means, but it I, it indicates to me that there is... Word of God going forth in this place, right? So that's a different form. Some people like meat. Some people like potatoes. Some people like uh, You could hear a teaching. You could hear a prophetic word. The Holy Spirit could speak to you personally, individually. He could speak to you through another person in the body of Christ. The, there are different ways these words from God's mouth come into our life. The, but the fact remains, we both need to put ourselves in situations where we're taking that word in, but it's not enough just to eat that word. You must digest that word. I know people, uh, I wrote here in my notes, I said, remember, it's called the digestive system, not the eating system. Digestion is the important factor in this system. I know people who eat God's word, meaning they take it in like we are doing right now, but they never seem to properly digest it at all and it ends up giving them no meaningful strength. Why is that? I ask myself, why is that? It could be because they don't meditate on the word and by doing so receive from the word. I would I would suggest that maybe they have a gastric problem, a spiritual gastric problem. there, there is this literal thing called rapid gastric emptying, which means that someone eats, And before they are benefited by it, it's already out the chute, right? It's in and out. And I think that's how some people take in God's Word. It goes in one ear and out the other ear, right? God says, if you really want to benefit from what I want to feed you, you need to meditate upon that. You need to take that in and digest that word psalm 1 verses 1 and 2 says this blessed is the man who delights in the law of the lord and meditates on it day and night for law of the lord here if you could just help me by thinking word of god blessed is the man who delights in the word of god And on the word of God, meditates day and night. The word, the word, the Hebrew word for meditate carries with it a couple of meanings. The first meaning it has is to mutter to yourself. I've seen some of you doing that. I didn't know, but you were actually talking to somebody on a phone in your ear. I thought you were talking to yourself, right? But there is this image to start with of a person walking around muttering to themselves in their in their you know like quietly to themselves because they can't stop obsessing over a thought. You know, you know what I'm talking about. The second Understanding that comes from this word is the idea of a cow chewing its cud. You, you've probably seen, well around here. You, if you haven't seen it, uh, we can find it for you really quick. <laughs> a cow out in the field, they're laying down, standing up, whatever. Their mouth is constantly you know, seems to be constantly going. And we know their system works a little different than ours. Our digestive system helps us in a greater way with that process of, of uh, breaking things down and whatnot. They're forced to eat something, chew it, it goes in, they bring it back up, they chew it some more, it goes in, and they keep doing this until it's made its way uh, where it needs to in their particular digestive tract. The point is, is that from this Hebrew word is, is to take the word in and let it get properly synthesized, properly uh, thought about, properly talked through, if you will, in your own head, in your own thinking, words to yourself if necessary, but you are taking that word in, and you're processing it. You there? Anybody? Okay, all right. Months ago, I read uh, an article. Uh, It was on one of the news uh, feeds that I was reading, and it said, why people have digestive problems. I thought, well, I have digestive problems. I'm going to read that, so I clicked on it. And, and what I read there was, is that some of our digestive problems are derived from the fact that we don't chew our food enough. And I'm reading this article, and it says that you should chew each bite, this article said 40 times, 40 times, Now, I've read recent articles since then that say some foods like potatoes, spaghetti, things like that, that are soft and whatnot, you don't have to do 40. But the average comes out to 32 times. Now, I got a little exercise for you today after you leave here. Not right now. Don't start right now. But when you leave and you go home and you start having lunch today, I'm going to tell you this right now. None of us in this room chew our food enough. You know how I know that? Because after I read this article, I went home. My wife was finished with her dinner. I didn't even, I hadn't even finished my first course yet, right? Because here's the problem. We chew, and I think I counted, on average for me, it was about chew 15. My swallow reflex wants us to go down the pipe. So you chew and chew and chew and chew and chew and chew and that's enough in the hole you go. Right. And the thought of having to chew it another 15 plus times more is a repulsive thought. I got to tell you. You're thinking to yourself, "Man, this is a lot of work just to eat." Can I tell you something? It makes a difference. Because here's what happens. If you don't chew your food quite enough, this thing down here has to work like way over time. And so you get all the things that are advertised with the medications you don't want. You get get nauseous, you get bloating, you get uh, irritable bowel syndrome, you get... Uh, problem, I'm not going to say it. You get stuff. You get get stuff going on, right? All because we're not chewing on things quite enough. Quite enough. Listen, I want to take you to, I read to you from verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 1. Listen to what verse 3 says. For the person who takes the time to properly digest the Word of God, this is, the, this is the picture that is painted for the outcome of that person. He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yield its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither and whatever he does prospers. Let, I know you're thinking, what in the world does that have to do the digestive tract? Let, that's not my point. My point is, is if we take in God's Word and let that Word work its way into our heart and life, we become an incredibly spiritually successful person. When we allow it to have the proper amount of time in our hearts and minds, we become thriving we we will become spiritually thriving that's what the point is of our lesson right biblical meditation is about seeing the truth of god's word get infused into the very spiritual cells of our being just like food gets infused into our bodies it's about his word having a deep impact In our lives. You know, there's two different directions you can go. You can go deep and you can go wide, right? God wants that which He is feeding us to have a deep impact in our lives. I'd like to say to you this morning that many of the Bible reading programs that are out there, again, the Bible is one way to get the Word of God into our spiritual uh, being, right? Many of the Bible reading programs out there are designed for taking in quantity amounts of God's Word. In other words, we're asked to read this much today and this much tomorrow and this much so that we're taking in large quantities of God's Word. But I'd like to suggest to us this morning, you can take that Word in, but if you never fully digest it, what good is it really doing you? And I know that when God's Word is sent out, it performs whatever it's sent out to do. I understand all that, right? So don't be thinking, well, he doesn't believe in that. I believe in that. God's Word is powerful. But I'm telling you, just like food you take in, if if it's not being properly digested, it does you no good or little good. I'll say it that way. So... Here's what I want to suggest to us this morning. We're talking about the digestive system. If one would take the word in smaller bites and chew on it, meditate on it, I'm going to give you an example here in just a second, and digest it, you will gain the needed nourishment you need from that word. They say the best way for our digestive tract and the natural to work is to eat smaller portions more frequently. I like the more frequently part, uh, the smaller portions, (laughs) not sure about. So let me give you a couple practical suggestions. Number one, start small by taking a a passage from the Bible and, and letting that thing linger in you. <clears throat> uh, for instance, what if you did this? What if this was your mode of operandi? What if you did this? Here's a passage. I just I pulled this out of uh, thin air this morning. Here it is Matthew 28 through 30, three verses. I think probably all of us in this room have time to read three verses. Hello? All of us here. Taking nourishment in, right? Word of God in. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That is food right there. Those three verses are richly impact. Uh, there's, food. there's lots of impact right there in three verses. Now, what if you took those verses? That's that, that. That was your passage for for the next little bit. I'm just gonna I'm gonna meditate on what what is that saying. And so you ask yourself. You you say, you say uh, uh, you know. Uh, this is number two, by the way. You chew on it. You say you visualize it. Okay. So, what, what was the picture painted there? Here I am carrying this this massive burden and whatnot, and Jesus is asking me to come to him, and 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 instead of carrying the things I'm carrying, I'm going to take those off, and I'm going to take his yoke, which is lighter, and I'm going to put that on me. And and what's a yoke anyways? And what what I, I'm thinking about this, I'm. I'm actually chewing on it. I'm I'm visualizing. I'm I'm asking, what does this mean? I'm saying, what difference would it make in my life if in my life if I actually believe what I just read? I mean, isn't that the whole point? It's not so they can say, uh, uh, you know, uh, this is what I read today. That's not the point. The point the point is. What is that word doing in my digestive system that is eventually leading to me being fed spiritually? Number three, so two is take a small section and, and, and read it, reread it, read it again, chew on it, visualize it, answer some questions about it in your own heart, in your own mind. Number three Repeat that process the next day. Just do it again the next day. Read that same pet. Well, I already read it. Yeah, but there's some food in there for you. There's something God wants to give you from those verses that's going to make a difference in your spiritual life. Yeah, you may not read through the Bible in a year. Frankly, you may not read through a chapter in a year but you are fully digesting it. Does this make any sense? You're taking it in, and it's having some kind of meaningful impact in your life. Now, you may be sitting here this morning saying, why is this important? It's important because of what comes next. All of the work of your digestive system is meant to provide nourishment to all the other systems of your body. It's not connected just to itself. It's connected to all the other systems. And I would suggest to us this morning that through the spiritual digestive system, what we're looking to really do, please hear me on this, what we're looking to do is feed our faith. We don't want anemic believers. We don't want people who are are, are, uh, uh, at a deficit when it comes to the rich fullness of what God spiritually has to offer. God wants our faith strengthened. He wants our faith strengthened so we can act out and we can move and we can get to, because this comes next week, that you see the digestive system as we take in God's word, it starts to feed our muscles, our nervous system, the things that, the things that need to work in order for us to accomplish anything really, really, really important. If we are not digesting His Word, our faith will be anemic. I hope you can agree with me this morning. We all need more faith. The way to more faith is to eat more Word. Let that Word be fully digested In my heart and in my life. Now, every week I've been ending with talking to you about the different, the three dimensional aspect of all of this. This has application to us as individuals, it has application to us as a a local body of Christ, and it has application to the larger body of Christ. Let me explain in closing. When I individually make time, take time to eat the bread of God's Word and allow it to be fully digested in my being, my spiritual being, my faith is strengthened. So that, so that again, when the stuff of this world starts pressuring and coming and whatnot, I'm not wilting like somebody that, that didn't feed themselves, right? I got some muscles to me. And then now, because I've got some faith in my heart, I come to the local church. Here I am, I'm here. Now I have, I bring some faith to the table, right? And when we got a whole bunch of people coming, bringing faith to the table, what have you got at a local church? You've got a faith-filled local church that can do what the church is meant to do. Right? So then you have the at-large body of Christ, the at-large body of Christ, it will only be as strong as the local church is strong. I've been saying that to you week after week. It's not like some like uh, mysterious thing out there. The local, the larger body of Christ is made up of a whole bunch of these, right? That's how it works, and these are made up of a whole bunch of yous, right? This isn't, this isn't rocket science here. The, lar- the at-large body of Christ will be as full of faith as the local churches are full of faith. And the local churches will be full of faith as individuals in that local church are feeding themselves on the Word of God, fully digesting it, and building faith muscles in their lives. It's as simple as that. Someone once said to me, you know, there's a difference between the word Simple and easy. They sound the same, but they're different. Right? <clears throat> and what I'm saying to you this morning is incredibly simple. But easy is another thing. Because it, it means that you and I have to take responsibility it's not enough for you for you or I. Think about this for just a second. If the only time you ate was on, in the natural, if the only time you ate was on Sunday mornings, how would that work for you? How would that work? Well, you know, you're talking to your neighbor, I, I only eat once a week. <laughs> on Sunday mornings, I have a nice breakfast, and then I don't eat anything the rest of the week. Can I just tell you, you would die. You can't eat enough. I know your belly holds four pounds, but that's not going to be enough for the week. It doesn't work in the natural, and what I'm suggesting to us is is that it doesn't work in the spiritual. That's why the church, listen, the at-large church is, uh, I'll say it this way, we need more faith. We need more faith. And the way the at-large church becomes more faith-filled is as you and I individually and our local churches become more faith-filled. I've said enough. That's enough. Stand with me if you would. I'll shut up. God has arranged the parts of the body. You see, what we want is, we want under everybody understanding that God has uniquely gifted them to exercise a gift in a particular way, but that gift is within the context of the systems that God has designed as to how the body should work. And a lot of times, I think we we're, we're, we 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 talk about the gifts, but it's 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 the systems behind the gifts that allow the gifts to function either well or not so well, right? So this morning we're 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 thanking God. God, I thank you for. Uh, The skeletal system. I thank you for the respiratory system. I thank you for the circulatory system. But Lord, this morning, we thank you for the digestive system. We thank you for food. It's one of the one of the pleasures that we can know on this side of heaven, Lord. And we already know you got you got food cooking upstairs for us when we get up there. The great banquet of the wedding, the wedding, supper and meal, Lord. So it, it is a part of your kingdom, it's a part of your economy. And Lord, but while we're down here, uh, Lord, we want to we be, we don't want to be anemic believers. You know, looking like we've been drugged through a knothole backwards, like like, what happened to you? Lord, we want to be, be a picture of health and, and vibrancy and being fully alive, regardless of what age or stage we're at. We want to look like we, we've really tied into something, right? Oh, that was good. That was really good. And so, Lord, I pray this morning that, that while all of this is simple, uh, we have to apply it. And that's where the the not-so-easy part comes in. But I pray, as we talked about in the beginning, I pray for a spiritual release of whatever hormone in the Spirit it is that causes a hunger in each of us, Lord, to to put ourselves in front of the food that You've offered us. The bread, the Word, from Your heart, from Your mouth, Lord. I pray that you create a fresh hunger, a fresh hunger in every man here and every woman here and every older person and every child, that you would put a hunger in your heart. You are up to something, God, and I can sense there is a stirring out there for more of you, Lord not just in our local church, but as I've been having my ear out there to the, to the community, Lord, there is some hunger out there, Lord. I pray that you would make sure that hunger is inside of us as well. That we would be hungering and thirsting for your, your good rightness, Lord. For what's true, Lord. And I pray, Lord, as we place ourselves in, in front of your, your table down here, Lord, as your word comes to us in its various shapes and forms, Lord, I pray that we would take it in, we would eat it, but I pray even in a greater way that we would allow that thing to get fully digested in us. That it would, it would do its work in us and give us those those uh, strong uh, bones and strong muscles and strong circulatory system and and all the other things that it feeds lord that we would be strong in faith strong in you lord and i i pray for this is a you know we use the word revival awakening all those words lord this is what we're talking about we're talking about getting on, getting on a, on a, a regimen, a, di- a diet, Lord, that's that's uh, starving for you. We're starving for you, Lord. Feed us, we pray, O King Eternal. We know that your storehouse is full; you're just waiting for people to come and receive their portion, Lord. Even this week, as we go from this place. I pray that this wouldn't be the only meal that we take in. Even if folks would take we 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 take time to read a few verses and chew on that, Lord. Chew on that. Let that have its its process in our hearts and minds. Holy Spirit, come on now, do this we're not leaving you right now. We're asking you. I'm praying that you would be upon each and every party, each and every person, each and every family, each and every home, Lord, as we go from this place, that your Holy Spirit would work with us and draw us to yourself, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.